naughty people. Yo, what's up, y'all? Welcome back. South End Cinema, Look and Listen Podcast. Another What I'm Watching. This is for October 2023. As always, it's your man, LB. Here to talk about a few things that I've been checking out lately. So uh, without further ado, here we go. First up, um, my mother and I went to go see The Equalizer 3. Saw that a few weeks ago at the theater. Um, thought it was pretty good. I think it was probably number three out of three. Like if, if I were to rank the three films, I would probably put that one as the last one. I mean, it was cool, but, um, you know, not really the best film. I mean, you could tell Denzel's getting older. Some of the action scenes would definitely seem like they were, you know, more catered to an older star than they would have been otherwise. But um, it was a good time, man. You know what I'm saying? Me and moms had a good time um, getting out the house to go see it. I think that day I was off work, and she had to work one of her jobs during the daytime. So um, we saw it in the afternoon, about like 4 o'clock or whatever. Um, So... Pretty solid film, you know, really not much to say about it. I mean, if you've seen the previous ones, then this is just a continuation and, and probably the end of that story. Um, what I didn't realize at the time was that um, the woman in the, the movie, the, the young white woman in the movie, was actually Dakota Fanning, who um, Denzel co-starred with in, um, what was it, Man on Fire back in the day when she was like a little kid. She was probably like 11, 12 years old at that point. And now she's a grown woman, so it was cool to see them. You know, even though it's not the same franchise, it was cool to see them working together again. So who knows, man, maybe they'll they'll have an opportunity to do something else in the future. But um, pretty solid joint, Equalizer 3. Um, I'm not sure if it's still in theaters. If it is, um, go check it out. If not, then, you know, you could probably just wait till it comes out on streaming. Um, I'm sure it'll be on there sometime pretty soon. Um, and especially like if you if you just want to complete the set, then you know check it out when it comes on at that point. Um, second up, I didn't write this down. I forgot to write this down. But um, two things. Number one, Ahsoka. I thought that was pretty good. Um, I've been surprised though because. Um, you know, I'm not really, like, I know some of the Star Wars stuff, but I'm not really as well-versed as a lot of people are. You know what I'm saying? I kind of just watch those joints for fun, and I don't really know, like, the full history of things. I know that a lot of what they covered, or I think well, a lot of what they covered in Ahsoka goes back to um, Star Wars Star Wars Rebels. And I saw some of Rebels, but... I didn't. I don't think I finished that that show. That was one of the animated joints. I did finish Clone Wars, um, so I think there's some connections to that. But that's a little, you know, that's a little further back for me as well. I did a binge watch on that, and I'm not as familiar with all of that material. So I say that to say that, you know, when I was watching Ahsoka, I thought it was pretty good. Like I enjoyed it. You know, kind of like. Uh, ignorance is bliss type of thing because I wasn't really as as aware of you know some of the history and you know the the meaning of certain things and all of that um but I was I was surprised by the fact that 
when I listened to a few podcasts and some stuff on YouTube that was like recapping the show, especially um, since the finale is out now. You know, it was an eight um, eight episode run, and all eight of them are out now. So as I was, you know, listening to um, some stuff the last few days, I was kind of surprised by the fact that a lot of people were like really disappointed in it. You know, they, they highlighted the, the, the stuff that they thought was good, but, you know what I mean, like, it was a lot of negativity about it. And I was just, I was kind of, like, taken aback by that, but it also kind of made me feel like, you know what, I'm glad I don't know all this shit because I don't want to be walking around here mad like these people are. But from my point of view, you know what I'm saying, I thought it was pretty good. Um, You know, some of it kind of made me roll my eyes, like, I will say, and, and no offense to all my Star Wars people out there, but I was telling my coworker this um, a few days ago, like one one day last week I was telling him this. I always thought it was a size. I always thought it was some bullshit how um, the Jedi can block the, the laser bullets that are coming at them from like stormtroopers or anybody with a gun. Like how are these motherfuckers able to block them shits with a fucking sword. You know what I mean? Like, to me, that was always some BS. So, you know, you have to really suspend this belief to watch Star Wars anyway, but there's limits to that. You know what I mean? So I always thought that that was kind of crazy. But, you know, otherwise, you know, I always kind of thought that the Star Wars stuff was cool, but, you know, I never really fully got into it. So for me, I thought Rosario did a good job. Um, I thought everybody that was involved with it did a really good job. Um, the action sequences may not have been the best, but they had some good ones. Um, it was visually very good. I enjoyed the visuals of it. And um, I don't know if they're going to do another season. But if they do, I'm definitely going to check it out. Um, and I know that one of the actors, I think his name is Ray Stevens or Ray Stevenson or something. Um, he's the guy that played Balin. Um, apparently, he passed away a few months after production ended. Uh, and his character had a, a, a pretty, almost, I, I'll say significant in the sense that they set him up to be a significant character. But one of the criticisms that I heard from some of the shows that I listened to that I agree with is that they set him up to be a big character, but they really didn't deliver on certain things. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so now moving forward, you know, if they're going to continue to do some stuff with that character, then they're going to need, <clears throat> they're going to need to recast him and then go forward with it. So they're in a tough spot with that. Um, but we'll see how things work out with that. And then also, um, Loki is back. Loki season two has started. And uh, I watched the first episode of that. I thought it was good. So I'm looking forward to um, hopefully seeing a great season of Loki. Um, you know, the rest of this year. Next up, um, I got to talk about YouTube TV. Uh, I'm going to be switching over to YouTube TV full time. Like a lot of people, I was really pissed off by the whole Disney and um, Spectrum beef. And that popped off, you know, early last month, about a month ago, you know, because right now we are in, um, I think it's about October 9th. Um, so we're pretty early in October. So about a month ago, um, Spectrum and Disney had a, they were already kind of coming to the end of their contract. 
but most people didn't know. So most of the people had no idea that this situation was going on. We got a rude awakening that day where we were trying to tune in to some college football, and then all of a sudden there's no ABC, ESPN, none of the, of the Disney stuff is now on our spectrum cable. So while that was going on, <clears throat> excuse me, y'all, while that was going on, um, I decided I was going to try YouTube television um, as what I was thinking at the time would be a temporary solution. Because the way that I was thinking about it when it first started, I was like, okay, they already fucked up by letting it get to the point where the channels were removed from this platform. But if they're really smart about it, they'll go ahead and get everything straightened out within the next couple of days. You know, I figured that the pressure would have been on Spectrum in order to, you know, get the deal done so that they wouldn't, you know, continue to lose customers. But I think in all it ended up, you know, lasting for about like 10, 11 days or something like that. So in that time, you know, I started um, rocking with YouTube TV. And, man, I really fuck with it, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, I've mentioned it on the, on, the, on the TL, on Twitter. I've even said it on Facebook. I can't remember if I mentioned it on my last what I'm watching or not, but one of the things that I really like about it is that, first of all, it's easy to sign up for it, and it's easy to change your um, plan. So if you want to upgrade or downgrade or whatever, it's just a matter of a few clicks. There's no need to call anybody. You don't have to deal with automated stuff. And all of that, it's just a matter of going onto the site and clicking whatever you want. Um, so that's a big advantage. <clears throat> Another thing that I really like is the multi-view setup that they have. Um, you can watch up to four different things at one time. So me being a sports fan, you know, watch, being able to watch four different games at once is awesome. You know, especially with us being in um, college football season. So like on Saturdays. Unless there's a game that I want to focus on, then I'll just put up the multi-view. And they have different ones up there. So you can get, like, different groupings or combinations of games that they put up. And you can just select whichever one you want. And then from there, once you're in that one, there's a, um, a white outline. So that whichever game is highlighted is the one that you're going to hear the audio from. So if the one in the upper left corner is highlighted, then that's the one that I hear. If I move my cursor or move the, the thing over to the one on the lower right-hand corner, then that's the game that I'm going to hear. And then from there, I can also select that game and go full screen with that. So I like that. Um, and I like the fact that um, you can do that with sports. You can also do it with news networks and with weather as well. So you have a few different things that you can multi-view. It's got um, – apparently it's got uh, – unlimited cloud recordings as far as DVRs goes. So you can um, set that up to record shows or to follow sports teams or whatever. Um, and you've got unlimited, you know, recordings on that. So these are all things that I've come to kind of learn about in the about a month that I've had it. Um, and it's funny because today I actually called Spectrum to downgrade my stuff because I just want to go um, internet only with them. Um, at some point, whenever I, I move and I get a new house, then I'll probably just get new internet altogether. But for right now, I figured it'd probably just be easier to get rid of the cable and then go to um, YouTube TV full-time and just have internet service from them. 
So I called them and I don't I I do not remember her name, but shout out to the woman that I spoke to on the phone. She was like, you know, you've already been your bill has already been sent out. And so they're going to charge you for the full services or everything that you have, you know, TV, Internet um, and even a phone line that I never used. So I was like, okay. So she said, um, since you're going to be charged for it anyway, they're not going to prorate it. They're not going to adjust your stuff on this billing cycle as it is. I can go ahead and take this stuff off now for you, or you can just wait for about another month. So, you know, to the end of this billing cycle. And, you know, she said, if, if you come back on this particular date or sometime before that or whatever, then go in there and change your stuff. That way, when they send you the next bill, everything will be on there. So I'm going to do that. So I'm going to hang on to the Spectrum cable stuff for the rest of this billing cycle because, as she said, I've already been charged for it. My bill isn't due yet. But, you know, when they take that um, that auto draft, then it's going to be at that, that higher price. And the price difference is, man, it's it's – a nice price difference like it's a significant drop um so i'm definitely looking forward to having a much lower bill from them now some of that money will go to you know obviously to kind of recreate some of the stuff that i'm that i already had but you know because everybody and their grandmother has a streaming service now right so you know i know i probably have to get valley sports because i want to be able to watch the hornets you know i'm in north carolina um i want to be able to watch the charlotte hornets and I was thinking that I may be able to do that with League Pass, but League Pass will probably um, black them out because I live in the state. You know what I mean? So I'm pretty pretty much like 99% sure that I'm going to need to have Valley Sports with, so that I can watch watch them on TV. Um, and then I'm going to grab a Lifetime subscription so my mom can watch Lifetime. Lifetime is not on uh, YouTube TV. They do have the Hallmark channel. They got about four or five of them bitches. So she can watch Hallmark movies on there. But on um, if she wants to watch some Lifetime stuff, then you know she'll have to go into a different app. So I got to move some things around, but that'll definitely be, um, in my opinion, an upgrade. Because like I said, I really like this YouTube TV. Um, if anybody out there is interested in it, you, know, you can holler at me on Twitter if you want. Um, of course, you can do your own research, but you know some of the stuff that I mentioned is, is some of the, the things that I like, and and of course there's upgrades that you can go on there. Like I said, you know, so if you want to add, you know, HBO and some of the premium channels, you can go in there and pay a little bit extra money. Like what I did, um, actually last weekend going into the Sunday games, um, there's a sports package that has Red Zone on it, so I went ahead and added that. I didn't need, I didn't feel the need to do like the whole Sunday ticket you know, with um, all the bells and whistles and, and being able to watch every football game. I didn't need that. There is there is a package um, of NFL tickets, one that includes uh, Red Zone and one that doesn't have it. I would have gotten the one with Red Zone, but once I saw that they have um, another package that's only like $10, I was like, yo, I'm going to do that. You know what I'm saying? So got that, and um, NBA basketball is is fast approaching. It's preseason time. And um, I've seen a little bit of preseason action. Looking forward to the 24th, October 24th, because that's when the real shit starts. So I'm going to be watching all the basketball games on League Pass. 
and Valley Sports, most likely I have to add that too. So I'm looking forward to that. All right. Um, the next thing that I've been checking out is um, First Take. I've been watching that on Mondays and Tuesdays because that's when um, Shannon Sharp is on there. You know, they just added him recently, and he and Stephen A. Smith are <laughs> – them two niggas together is hilarious, man. Like, they were both funny and, and highly entertaining on their own, but the two of them together has been a hell of a combination. So I've definitely been enjoying watching them cut up. But I only watched the show on those two days. I actually was on Twitter a little while ago, and somebody was talking about some ridiculous shit that they were saying on um, one of those ESPN shows. I think it was uh, Get Up, the one that Mike Greenberg hosts now. And um, they were talking about, um, you know, whatever silly shit they were saying. And I was like, you know what, this is why I don't watch anything but games on ESPN at this point. And that's true. It's been the case for a while, like, I watch the games, um, like I just said a little while ago. You know, the reason why I'm switching over to YouTube TV full-time is because, you know, for like 10 or 11 days, I couldn't watch games on ESPN or ABC. You know what I mean? So sports is a big part of, you know, my entertainment. And, um, you know, not being able to watch those particular channels on that platform was, was enough to make me and, and millions of other people be like, nah, I'm out of here. You know what I mean? Um, but at this point... <clears throat> The only programming that I watch on ESPN is the games. I don't care about none of their pregame shit, none of their postgame shit. I don't watch Sports Center anymore. Um, back in the days when Mike and Mike were a thing, I used to check Mike and Mike out in the morning. Like I had a whole lineup of stuff that I used to um, check out from ESPN. You know what I'm saying? Starting off with them, they used to start. They used to come on at 6 a.m. And I'm an early bird when it comes to work. You know what I mean? So during the week. You know, I was up uh, at that time anyway, so I would check them out and go through the day watching different shows. I mean, obviously with either work or school, you know, I had to work around that schedule, whatever I had, whatever my schedule was at the time. But, you know, PTI and sports reporters, and there were so many different shows. But now we're like in this tabloid-type 24-7 news, news cycle thing that's going on where, you know, Everything is about hot takes and trying to go viral and trying to say the thing, you know, that's going to get all the, the attention. It's a, it's a lot of clickbait stuff. And a lot of people who don't seem to know what the fuck they're talking about, even even people who you would think would know, people who used to play whatever sport it is, former football players, former basketball players, whatever, you would think that they would know what they're talking about, but these niggas don't know. So... I don't fuck with anything other than the actual game. The game starts at 7 o'clock. I'll tune in at 7. You know what I mean? Not not 6.30, not 5.30. I'll tune in at maybe like 6.59 as whatever the fuck was on before that is going off and they're getting ready to start coverage of the game that I want to watch. But they put Stephen A. together with Shannon and it's been comedy gold. So... I watch the two of them, you know, cut up on Mondays and Tuesdays when I can. And um, it's pretty entertaining. So I had to mention that. Um, another thing that I want to talk about was I went to the black guy who tips live in Charlotte. I uh, can't remember if I mentioned this before on the show, 
but that was about a month ago. Actually, it was exactly one month ago. Today is October 9th, and the show was the live show was September 9th. That was a Saturday, and me and Mom Deuce went out there to Charlotte. Uh, it's about a almost a three hour drive, a little less than three hours from where we are, and um, it was a great time. You know, I, it was great to see Rod and Karen uh, and Justin again in person. You know, what I'm saying I've I've been lucky enough to hang out with all of them. And to podcast with all of them, you know what I'm saying? I've had them on uh, the Look and Listen podcast, and I've been on the Black Guy Who Tips and Balls Deep, actually. So I've had a chance to pod with all of them, and I've actually, you know, hung out with them, like, you know, had dinner, had lunch, you know, all that type of shit. So always great to see them. It was great to meet some of the folks that I had a chance to meet in person, Um, you know, some of the fellow fans and some of the folks that I know from Twitter and everything. So I would definitely recommend to y'all that, you know, whenever they do another live show, if you can make it, then you should definitely do so. Um, they've had a few of them. I think there's been three of them. I want to say the first one was before COVID. I remember me and my homegirl, Terrilyn, shout out to Two Fish Terrilyn. We rode out there to go see them do their thing in Charlotte. I think the second one was as everybody was kind of starting to get back out a little bit. You know, we're coming back out of the house from COVID. Like, I think it was maybe 20, maybe either, it was either last year or sometime in 2021 when they did the second one. And I knew that they were going to have limited seating and everything, but I decided not to, to fuck with it in person. But they were selling virtual tickets. So I was able to, to watch it virtually. So I watched it online. And um, it was a great time, even though I wasn't physically there with them and the folks that did decide to come out. I think they limited the number of, of in-person tickets as well. So it wouldn't have been a packed house, but, you know, it was at that time probably more people than I felt comfortable being around, you know, in an enclosed space. But that's the thing that's cool about it is that not only do they have tickets for people that can be there physically, if you're not able to attend physically, you can do it virtually. So... Whenever they do another show, consider that as an option as well. And then, you know what I'm saying, in the um the one that they just did, uh, I was there, like I just said. So it was a great time. Um, definitely glad to see them, to meet certain people in, in person. I didn't get a chance to see everybody. I'm sure that there was probably some folks that, you know, I didn't even know who they were. You know, and if I would have known who they were, then it would have been great to meet them. But it was a great time. They have such a great community. Um, a great fan base, you know, it's, it's like a family type atmosphere. Um, and I've been a part of it for a long time. I've been lucky to be a part of it for a long time. And um, I was just thankful that I was able to go out there and, and, and be there once again. And also to bring my mom, you know what I'm saying? Like she's been hearing me talk about these folks, you know, for years. I've been fucking with Rod and Karen forever, man. Like my first episode was, uh, I always remember this. My first episode of their show that I listened to was 178. And they are damn near at 2,800 episodes now. So <laughs> that tells you how long I've been fucking with them. You know what I'm saying? Probably about 10 years or so. You know what I mean? Um, so shout out to them. Shout out to the whole Black Guy Who Tips family out there. Um, and speaking of which... Um, one of the people that I got a chance to meet while I was there, we've been cool online for a long time. And um, 
it was great to actually meet this brother in person. It was my man, Danny Foxworth. Um, he was at the uh, Black Guy Who Tips live show, so I got a chance to meet and talk with him for a little bit while I was there. And then recently, he and I just did a podcast doubleheader. So if you're listening to these in order, then it's the episode that was right before this one with Sobriety One-on-One. I had him on, on the, um, the Look and Listen podcast. And, um, you know, we talked about his journey to sobriety. Um, to date, he's 19 years sober. And it's a really interesting story. Actually, I'll tell you a funny thing about it was originally I had um, the idea to talk to him and to have like a, a, a therapist, like a person, a professional who works with people who are trying to get sober. So um, I got the email address of of this uh, this woman, and she's a like a, she's a sister of uh, one of my um, Twitter followers. So shout out to her, shout out to them, and. Um, you know, I was going to have both of them on. I emailed everybody to, you know, set everything up. Wasn't able to hear back from her. Never heard back from her. So at some point, you know, me and Danny just decided to, you know, go on and, and do our thing just, you know, without her. And, um, you know, we ended up recording the show um, maybe about a week ago. And uh, a week or two ago, actually. It's closer to two weeks, actually. Um, a couple weeks ago, we recorded. And it was just he and I. And I had already had to kind of like scrap the questions that I was going to ask her because I was going to have him talk about his experience and then her be on and be like, yeah, you know, as a professional, as a counselor, I've heard this before and da-da-da, you know, to get that balance. And maybe, you know, maybe at some point in the future, maybe able to get it back on or something like that, you know. No no beef or nothing like that. But, you know, we just decided to, to go ahead and, and still do the show you know, just as a as a two man joint, um, but it ended up still being a great episode, um, <clears throat> and I think that it was a not really a challenge, but it presented a challenge to me that you know I didn't even anticipate, because like I said, we already I already had to kind of scrap one set of questions that I had, but the thing that was so interesting, and I'm not gonna give it away, but there was something that he said in his first answer when I asked him about like how, um, you know, how he got started drinking and when did, you know, eventually like, when did you realize that you had a problem and that you needed to seek help? And in the very beginning of that answer, he said something that made me realize that I'm gonna have to basically get rid of the majority of the rest of the questions that I have written down for this interview. So, which was fine, because one thing I'll tell you about my process is that whenever I do the look and listen one-on-one episodes, those are pretty detailed, you know what I'm saying? So I, I usually write out a bunch of questions, and I always have the thought that if all else fails, I can just ask each one of these questions, and that'll take us, you know, through the entire journey from, you know, start to finish. But I'm always aware of the fact that there may be something that somebody will say as they're answering a question that may me may make me ask some follow-up questions. So I like to have a script, but it's not a, a thing where I need to s- stick to that script 100%. I actually like being able to go off the script because, you know, somebody has said something that, you know, makes me ask a follow-up question and, you know, then we go off on a tangent and then we come back to something that, you know, 
that I may have already had scripted or whatever. So kind of like the back and forth between what I've already prepared to ask you and then what just kind of comes in the flow of conversation. So when you listen to that episode, two things. Number one, uh, it was my first time recording with this new setup, this new mixer and stuff. So Danny's audio isn't as good as I would like for it to be. He sounded great on Zoom, but I didn't have my stuff set up right. So my bad on that. I had to adjust his, um, I had to really do some editing on that one to separate the audio from the two, you know, from the two of us and boost his up and, you know, try to keep mine from getting too crazy and everything. But I think I know what settings I need to adjust. So whenever I have somebody else back on, um, on either one of the shows, you know, hopefully things from their end will sound a lot better. So apologies on that. It's not the best audio quality, but you can hear him and you can hear his his story. Um, but also keep in mind that most of what I asked him once I got past the first question was pretty much on the fly. It was just me kind of winging it. And, and really, I think, you know, this is what I would have, we would have had, you know, if I would have had it the way that it was originally planned with him and the other young lady on, you know, both together, what I would have been looking for was for us to have a conversation and for me to have things scripted just to, in the sense of being able to move from A to B to C. But I think the conversation that we actually had ended up being a lot more organic than it would have been otherwise. And I think it probably ended up being better than it probably would have been otherwise. So I would definitely highly encourage you to, if you haven't already, go back and listen to that Sobriety 101 episode. So we did that, and then we took maybe about a five or ten minute break. And then I was a guest on his podcast since we last spoke. Um, he's got two shows. The other one is called At The Play. It's a baseball show. And then since we last spoke, it's just kind of like, I guess he says it's kind of like him hanging out with some of his Internet friends and getting a chance to chop it up with them about um, different things. So, you know, we did that, and, you know, we talked about my upbringing, you know, what it was like growing up in Connecticut. Uh, kind of broke down some of the demographics in Connecticut or in Hartford, um, at least at the time, you know, that I was that I was there, you know what I'm saying, in the late 80s and into the 90s. Um, so we talked about that, how I became a Carolina fan, and a few other things. And it was a great time. I appreciate him for having me on the show. And um, that was the first time that I had done more than one podcast in a day. You know, I've been doing this shit for off and on for about 10 years. It's 2023. I started in uh, 2013. And that was the first time I think that I've done two shows back to back. So that was pretty cool. So shout out to Danny Foxworth. Check him out on Look and Listen Podcast, Sobriety 101, and then check me out on his show since we last spoke. Um, there's YouTube video, and there's also the audio of it. And, you know, you can find both spots, you know, wherever your podcast app of choice is. And the last thing that I'll say on this episode is um, Nasir Jones is the GOAT. My man came out and dropped Magic 3 on us. Again, I don't remember what I said the last time um, when I did the one for September. So if this is stuff that you've heard me talk about already, then fuck it. <laughs> we'll both be all right. You know what I mean? 
But yeah, man, Nas came out in Magic 3. That's been out for almost a month. Um, great album. You know what I'm saying? I, I love the fact that an artist at his level, because let's keep it real. I mean, I'm a Nas guy. That's my man. You know what I'm saying? I've always loved him. He's been my favorite MC forever. Um, I love Jay-Z. I love Biggie. I love, you know, a lot of people. You know what I mean? But Nas has always been my guy. So for my guy to be the one who has gone on this incredible six album and three year run that he had with Hit Boy um, from ages 47 to now 50 because um, Magic 3 dropped on his 50th birthday, which was September 14th. And for him to be on that run, it's special for me and for all the, the people who have him as their favorite. But I think it's great for hip hop because it goes to show you that you don't have to age out. You can do this for as long as you've got the creative fire in you and you've got chemistry with the producer and, you know, all the things that it, that went into making those albums. As long as that's there, then rap for as long as you want to. You know what I'm saying? And he's still rapping at a very high level, you know, and he erased the one criticism because it was always funny to me. You know, I love Jay, but the way that certain Jay-Z fans act when they're trying to make their case for why they think he's the best and why he won the battle or anything like that, anything that's, you know, in, in his favor or from that point of view, I don't mind you, you know what I'm saying, having a different opinion than me, you know what I'm saying, like thinking that he's better or he's whatever. That's cool, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I respect your, your ability and your right to be wrong, you know what I'm saying? We, <laughs> we're all wrong about something, right? You know what I mean? So, but... You know, one of the things that, you know, they always, you know, threw at Nas was like, yo, he, he's got terrible beat selection. He don't know how to predict, pick beats and all that type of shit. Like, he was the only nigga to ever rap over a whack beat. But that was the biggest criticism. It was never about his rhyming. It was never about his ability to get on those whack beats and still make something out of them the same way that he would be able to over the ones that we know that are bangers. So they never could criticize his rhyming ability. It was always his beat selection. Well, you can't use that shit no more. You cannot talk about beat selection no more because for six albums straight, this nigga was rapping over straight fire and he was killing shit. So shout out to my man Nas. Shout out to Hit Boy. Thank you to both of them for the run that they went on. And... I would love to see more MCs do the same shit as they get older. If they still want to rhyme, you know what I'm saying? If you still want to do it, get out there and make something happen, man. You know what I mean? That's Jay. That's LL. If Nas wants to do more cool, if KRS decides he wants to come out and do some shit, like, I'm all for it because I feel like we need to see our legends, our superheroes, have that second and third act in their career. You know, I want to be... You know, the same the same way that our parents will still go see Frankie Beverly and they'll still go see, you know, Gladys Knight and still go see Patti LaBelle and all those legends that come from other, you know, genres of music. You know, rock and roll people are still going to see their faves. And, you know, I want hip-hop to be able to do that too. I want us to be in our 50s, 60s, 70s and still being able to go to a Wu-Tang show or still be able to go see Nas or Jay or whoever. You know what I mean? And it would be dope that if if every now and then if some of them decided, yo, I got some new music in me that I want to put out 
and I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. You know what I mean? So I definitely wanted to give Nas and Hit their love. I appreciate it. Um, who knows if they'll work together again. I'm sure they will on songs. They may not do, like, whole projects again, but, you know. But if they did, I wouldn't be mad at it. And, you know, if, if Nas decides that he wants to, to get with another producer or, you know, come up with some more new material, I'm all for it because he's definitely proven that he's still got it. Like, he don't sound like, you know, Larry Holmes, flabby and sick. You know what I mean? He sounds great on the microphone still. So shout out to my favorite. Shout out to the GOAT, Nas, Magic 3. Check that out. So that's pretty much it, y'all. Just wanted to get on here, talk a little bit of shit. Um, excuse me for the the gagging in the coffin that I did. For some reason, it's kind of it's kind of crazy talking for thirty plus forty minutes or whatever straight. It seems like you know my throat gets <laughs> gets a little dry at some point in there. So I'm, I may cut, be able to cut some of that stuff out, but if not, then. You know what I'm saying? Forgive me for that. But check me out on social media, Twitter, at Elbrugs Media, at Look Listen Pod, at South End Cinema, um, on Instagram, Elbrugs Media, South End Cinema, and LBM Food. That's um, pictures of food. A lot of food that I cook, but some of it is also just good food that I've had um, since I started that account, you know sushi and all kinds of sandwiches and all kinds of good stuff so but a lot of stuff that I cook you know I've said it before but you know a few years ago during the height of the pandemic when everybody was stuck in the house I decided to uh really step my cooking game up you know I got my mother living with me and I didn't want her to have to do all of the cooking you know she was doing most of it anyway but that's with us you know both having busy schedules you know what I'm saying? But I knew at that point we're both going to be stuck at home for an extended period of time. So I don't want her to have to do everything. So I really started stepping my shit up uh, at that point. And since then, you know, I've gotten a lot better. And cooking is one of my favorite things to do. So you'll see a lot of stuff that I cook over time. And you'll continue to see more of that, um, you know, if you follow me at uh, LBM Food. And TikTok, same shit, L Brothers Media. I got a lot of, you know, kind of random stuff on there, but then I've also shot some little videos of the food that I'm making. So uh, when you go on there, and actually when you go on um, LBM Food sometimes and LB Media on Instagram, you'll see those TikTok videos. So you'll see the process of how I made some of the stuff. So if you want to check all that stuff out, man, social media stuff is there. Otherwise, man, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here, and um, I'll let y'all again soon, man. Peace.